Well, my dear friends, it's time to bring our animal village journey to a close. This finale is called Beaver's Fantastic Day, and the story tells about Beaver and how he prepares at least half of the entire festival. The inspiration for this final episode comes from a trip I took as a scout to a beaver habitat and my current understanding of the giant fur balls from there. With that out of the way, and with Halloween over, let's jump into the final story of Animal Village. The village was positively alive with action in the air. Despite the chilling breeze that hung around, the village was packed with animals. The inhabitants of Animal Village were all rushing about, doing everything they had to for the festival at night. Everyone was out preparing it for the ceremony. Well, almost everyone. You see, some animals sleep during the day, and hardly any of those animals worked as hard as Beaver. Beaver, one of the more natural sleepy heads of Animal Village, was dozing peacefully at home in his bed of twigs and leaves when he woke up to see all three of his kids staring wide-eyed at him. Morning, Dad, the first and oldest son said. Gah! Beaver yelled, and he tumbled out of bed into a furry heap on the floor. Are you finally awake? the second asked. Yeah, are you? the third finished. Beaver yawned, showing his bright orange teeth, which were so large that they were practically as big as his oldest son. All right, all right. You kids run along. I got work to do today. The three kids laughed and ran off into the village, adding levels of fun and joy everywhere they went. Beaver stood up, stretched, yawned, and then walked down to the shoreline of the stream. Once there, he sank his teeth into a nice old tree. It snapped, and Beaver watched as it crashed into the hillside, scattering leaves and stones as it hit the ground. Then, he dragged the old knotted birch up the hill and back into his home. Beaver had a much bigger deck behind his house, yet he didn't use it for relaxing or for special events like Miss Hedgehog, if you remember. Instead, Beaver used his deck as an outdoor woodcarving station. Most of the time, Beaver had help with his family whenever they had a project in mind. Beaver thought about his family projects from the past as he meandered up the hill. Once he was up there, Beaver started to carve away at the old birch tree so that the chunks would fit onto his deck and working station. It was time to make the ceremonial table. Right about that time, Beaver's kids came back in the house and out onto the deck. Do you need help, Dad? His oldest son asked. Beaver looked up. Huh? Yeah, sure. Come on over here, kids. Same thing as last year. The kids all nodded and began efficiently carving all the sticks, bark, and other junk off the old tree. The end result was a bare tree. In woodworking, stripping the tree gives you a smoother surface to work with. And that was exactly what Beaver and his kids were doing. No bark, no branches, no problem. Then the fun began. Beaver began to gnaw on the shape of the table for the festival. His kids came out, and eventually, the fun attracted and drew Mrs. Beaver out of the kitchen and out onto the deck. The Beaver family every year was in charge of creating the table that would support the food, drinks, and other traditional flair for the festival every year. It stood in front of the fountain so that animals would understand how important it was that they were able to live in their village because of the elders who built it in the fountain's carved stone shape. Altogether, they finished the polished table within minutes. Just as they started work on the next project, one of the table legs, Beaver heard a knock on the door from the other side of the house. Beaver hopped off his little bench and opened the door. There, standing below him, was Squirrel. Orange Squirrel, what can I do for you? Another delivery? Yeah, I need the next round of tableware for the decorations category. Hmm. Beaver scratched his chin. Alrighty, let me see if my kids are up to the task. Beaver turned around and yelled to the back porch. Then he turned to face Squirrel. Want to see my kids in action? He then waved to Squirrel to come in. 
It was then that walking inside the dimly lit house, Squirrel observed an amazing sight. The branches and twigs from the birch tree went into the little kid's teeth and came out as fancy wooden spoons, forks, and knives. Once assembled, the trio put the tableware into a basket woven from leaves and sticks and handed it to Squirrel. Here you go, the oldest grunted, hauling it up into Squirrel's arms. Thanks, little buddy, Squirrel said. She then waved and then scampered off to her house. Beaver sighed from being a, just absolutely tired and then looked down at his kids. Hey, good work, kids. Go play all right. Just don't go outside of town. You got it? The trio obediently nodded while crossing their fingers behind their back and then ran off to play. Beaver laughed and walked back inside and saw Hare making his way back from the forest toward Owl's house. Beaver wondered what Hare was always up to, but this time he was too tired to care, so he simply walked back inside and took the time to admire the feeling of his home. Now, to other animals in Animal Village, you would think Beaver's house to be noisy, loud, and rather unsettling. But actually, that was the only deck and workshop. Inside, the fire was roaring, a bed of sticks lay across from the fire, which was shared by all of the Beaver family, and pictures hung everywhere on the wall. And as an anniversary gift, Beaver had carved a bookshelf and assembled it all by himself for Mrs. Beaver. Beaver rested his giant feet on the bed of sticks in front of the fire. The power lines loomed up over the forest, providing the outline of the only shadow on that overcast day. Beaver sighed and admired the beauty of the forest. The many trees had lost their leaves. Many more bloomed with bright gold, red, and orange. It was a firework show of colors. Beaver then looked deep into the crackling fire. It was then he swore they smelled cookies. No, muffins. Then it was charcoal. Beaver looked down. His foot was on fire. Beaver yelped, shot up like a meerkat from its hole, and dashed like an arrow through the living room, out the front door, and straight for the fountain in the center of the village. All eyes, including Owl, Squirrel, Miss Hedgehog, and Hare, were on Beaver as he plunged his foot into the icy cold water and sighed with relief. Steam began to rise up from the fountain. Beaver pulled his foot out and then turned and saw everyone staring at him. He smiled sheepishly and then waddled back to his home and shut the door. Once inside, he let out a sigh of relief, wrapped his leaf wrapped his foot in leaves to relieve the pain before begrudgingly venturing back out to help with the festivities. Mrs. Beaver just stood in the doorway, laughing uncontrollably. Yet while everyone laughed and chatted about Beaver, his pain seemed to vanish as he hauled the tabletop itself. While the older two kids carried one of the legs, the littlest one swung like a monkey from the legs, dangling over the ground. Mrs. Beaver helped to carry out the giant quilt that she and Miss Hedgehog had been working on for the festival. It was time for the moment everyone was waiting for. The inhabitants of Animal Village gathered around the table that the Beaver family had carved. Beaver was filled with pride. His table was the best one in years. And when the bell from the town struck eight and the full moon shone through the trees, illuminating the four elders and the water from the fountain, turning the water into a ghostly liquid, the animals all howled, screeched, barked, etc. Then, when a cloud covered the moon and the lights from the lanterns came back on, everyone stopped and sat back down to enjoy the festivities. There were singing, dancing, games, and music. Even Beaver, who usually just gorged himself, had a good laugh and shared another joyous memory with his friends and family. He still ate his share, but he knew that day just how lucky he really was to have a loving family, an amazing job, and a wonderful home in Animal Village. So it was that every year, the townsfolk outside of Animal Village spoke of the crazy sounds that they thought were caused by a monster. But... No hunter had ever caught or managed to find it. Many had claimed that they had what it took to capture the monster, but none were successful. 
Why was the question many had asked? And why was the question on many's lips? Why had no one been able to find it? Why was this monster so successful at escaping and at running away? Because the monster never existed. The so-called monster that the townsfolk spoke of was just the animals yelling together into the full moonlight. Beaver yawned, stretched, and then it walked outside and opened up the door. Looking out over the town, he swore that he could see people already out and about. Beaver looked up into the sky. It was early. He wondered why he wasn't sleeping. Beaver shook it off and walked out towards the clearing. There, he happened to find Hare, as usual. Hare, why do you always come out here? And what time is it? Beaver yawned and then rubbed his eyes. Who could say, Hare said. I've been keeping watch for a while now. I think I start at 5.30. Haven't been able to hear anything or see anything ever since. Seriously? And Beaver grunted. <sighs> I got a question for you. Yes? What is it? Hare asked. The two sat in silence for a bit before Beaver asked his question. Why do you always come out here? And why are you so distant from the others in Animal Village? Hare turned and looked slightly up at Beaver. Hare was almost Beaver's size, so it was a struggle, either looking down or up, depending on where he was. I can't honestly say for certain, Hare said. I guess it's almost like unfinished business, but not honestly accurate. Beaver sighed and laughed. Okay, buddy. You know what? You have fun with that. I had my doubts about you, but now you seem like a pretty nice guy now that I get to meet you up close and personal. Heh. <laughs> Thanks, Hare said. Beaver nodded, then waved and trudged back into his house across the dry, crunchy leaves. Hare looked out over the bare forest. The trees hung like skeleton hands, arms, and fingers. Dead, dry, and filthy. Hare then smiled, shook his head, and hopped off of the stone that he was standing on, and hopped back to Animal Village. Hey guys, yeah, I'm sorry that I had to go too, but this is the last story for Animal Village. If you have any future ideas for stories, you can contact my dad, who runs a small egg selling business. But from here on out, it's either fanfics, those don't come off and trust me, or original stories. Also, um, <clears throat> as I typed, I haven't realized that the power lines are actually cell towers. Those are much bigger and more foreboding and scary. Anyways, goodbye and have, uh, have another good day.